Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. My name is Chris Sutton and I'm excited. Um, today I'm joined by Martha Klaus. Um, Martha has worked in health and wellbeing for the past three years and has been on the show previously. Uh, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me back. You're welcome. Um, thank you for being here. Um, so, last time we talked about mindfulness. Yeah. It was a real eye-opener for me, actually. And then mm. you, you, some of the stuff you were saying, I was like, okay, yeah, hadn't thought about that. Particularly being locked in your mind and in your head. I really like that stuff. Um, but today, you, I asked you what you would like to talk about. Yes. And you said to me... In general, I'd like to talk about health and well-being and self-care. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about that. Okay, so health and well-being is quite a big big passion of mine. So um, I've always wanted to work in mental health, and I've been very lucky that since graduating, all of my roles have been been about that. So I worked in health and well-being with students, um, and then I did hate crime support with students, but with a mental health focus on well-being. Um, and I now currently work with employers to ensure good mental health practice in the workplace. Mm. And I think health and well-being is a perfect way of discussing mental health, about how to broach the subject if people are kind of nervous about the term mental health, if they find that quite a daunting yeah. daunting topic to discuss, to think about. And I think health and well-being is a really great way of thinking about it and engaging people with the topic. Um, so for me, health and well-being... Is about mental and physical health and it's very personal I think it can be very personalized what health and well-being looks like to every single person yeah for some people health and well-being taking some time in their week to look after their health and well-being could be going for a run going for a swim or it could be taking some time to re read their book it could be going knitting it could be seeing some friends I think it's very subjective about what it means to yourself um, but I think it's really important for everyone to take time to engage with the topic, mm. take time to think about their own behaviours, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what gives them that bit of time in the week to feel like they have looked after themselves. And I think that's what forms the basis of self-care. Yeah, I mean, the, the number of times, I know that's the whole purpose of the topic, but <clears throat> you, you know, the, the key there, for those of you listening, if you hadn't noticed already, is the number of times you said the word self, yeah. the number of times you said, you know, you're, you're talking about... This is down to the individual. A hundred percent. And I think that that's a really key aspect of this. And I think that one of the real difficulties and the real barriers, and there will be people listening to this who are in this kind of uh, mental um, state at the moment, is when you are struggling with severe anxiety, for example, or depression, these are the things that I know about, which is why I yeah. talk about them all the time um, from personal experience it's really hard to have the motivation to do these yeah, things. Yeah, it definitely is. So yeah. there's, there's that, you know, there's definitely that. And then there is, you know, for, for people who are s struggling less, if you like, or a, a, essentially are listening to this because they're thinking, um, I'd like to improve my already positive mental yeah. health. Yeah. You know, same same kind of theory, really. Yeah. But, the, but it's about that, it's not, sorry, it's not about, I feel X, so I'm going to go to a doctor or therapist or whoever, and they're going to fix me, no, and then I'll not. feel yeah. this. Um, so, how can people? What like what do what do you talk to people about about how they can approach something around themselves, or if you want to talk mm. about it, how do you do it? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I can talk about my own personal experience actually. So, um, I. I had clinical depression when I was um, in college and I underwent CBT 
and I found that incredibly helpful. So CBT being just CBT, for people yeah, who don't know. sure. So CBT is cognitive behavioural therapy, and it's based around looking at your behaviours and especially the ones you have anxiety around or anxious thoughts. And it's about using evidence, an evidence based approach, to hopefully dispel negative thoughts and to to kind of give yourself the a level of the realism that I, especially when I have very bad mental health I, I struggle to find the realism mm. and I'm very overwhelmed by the negative thoughts yeah. and yeah. you know push negative things upon myself that aren't necessarily true or there mm-hmm. so I was very lucky that that was that worked really well for me it doesn't work for everyone but I found it incredibly helpful however a, a big part of that was my CBT therapist encouraging me to undergo self to, to look more about self-care and my health and well-being in general and how, what I could do outside of the sessions to make sure that what we were doing in the sessions had a maximum impact. Mm. So a big part about that is that's when I started running. Um, I did I did a five k, which isn't very far, but if you're not a runner, no, it's is great. far. Great, yeah. So I started running regularly, and I found a lot of meditation, mindfulness within that, which really helped me feel more positive about myself in general, positive about what I could achieve. Um, I think that could be quite powerful if you know undertaking something new mm. that has a health and well-being aspect and kind of starting to succeed at it and feel good at it. I think yeah. that can have a really big impact. And I bet you didn't do five k on day one, did you? No, I didn't. I think I did about one k and nearly had an but asthma attack. But, that, <laughs> but, that's, but I bet you felt great once yeah, you could breathe again. Yeah. Like, and this is this is the thing: is it's you know there will be people out there. I mean, thank you for sharing these things because mm. it's personal stuff. But it's actually really powerful yeah. that because. It, it does, there just will be, because I know that this is how I would think, oh, it's not for me, I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. But you can, yeah. because you just do what you can do, and then you build it up. And if it, you know, it doesn't have to be go for a run. It could be go for a no, walk to start Yeah, with. definitely. And I think different things work for yourself at different times. So maybe at that time, that's what I needed. But I know for myself now, um, actually... I now at the minute if I was having low mental health actually spending time with my friends at the minute would maybe be the best thing for myself and that's the thing is it's it's so subjective because health and well-being what works for you won't work for other people and what works for you won't necessarily work for you all of the time yeah I think that's that's why it's really important to explore lots of different different things that can help you you've hit on something there that I've not really ever talked about on the podcast before but I've literally um just this morning on my way in uh, was listening to a podcast and um, about community, mm-hmm. and it was it was someone talking about New York and saying um, that they lived in New York or that they know people who live in New York who live in a city of millions and millions of people yeah. and speak to about six. Yeah, you know, and even yeah. they don't live next door or near yeah. them. So you cheat, but and one of the things that people who live there that love New York say. I love the vibe and the energy that, you know, because all those people, but yeah. you don't talk to you any of them, you don't engage <laughs> with any of them or know them. And I was thinking, okay, well, on a very mu- on a much more personal scale, I was thinking, okay, how does this relate to me? Okay, I live in a village, but, and I, I do know my neighbours on one side. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, really like yeah. questioning it. I was thinking, yeah, but actually I don't even speak to my neighbours on the other side. Yeah. I don't know their names. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's quite sad really, isn't it? That there isn't that kind of community because I... I'm a very social person, mm-hmm. so I, I know I perform well mentally, if you like. I feel yeah. better if I am around people. Yes. And I, you know, yeah. even from, like, a working aspect, you know, if you can work from home or go into the office, I might get more 
emails done if I'm working from home because I'm not yeah. interrupted. But actually, that engagement and working with people is something I enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Work. I My day is very different depending on how many people have been in the office while I've been working there. Yeah. If you have an afternoon where it's just yourself, it's really hard to stay motivated. And I think it affects how you feel about your day. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, socialisation is so important to health and wellbeing. So it, so if you, so, and like I say, it's a bit of an education, this kind of trying to put stuff out there that people can pick at and, yeah. and the things that they find interesting or want to try. But that is, some, is an aspect of mental, of health and wellbeing that people yeah. don't necessarily realise. Although, you know, social isolation is obviously a very big thing. Yeah, and it's something that's difficult to overcome. So, you know, without going down the um, uh, the rabbit hole of, like, one specific aspect, mm-hmm. it'd be good if we can pick at a few different things. But, you know, if you are isolated, even yeah. if it's for certain parts of um, the week or for whatever, you know, see if there is something you can do. See if Definitely, yeah. Um, because <clears throat> cause it can bring you out, it can bring you out of yourself and get away from that locked in your own head state that you talked about yeah 100 percent the health and well-being program that we ran for students um was all about running running activities that were for a group of people um straight you know a a chance for strangers who may you know people who might be struggling with social isolation to come together um, and do creative activities Hmm. that could help them feel feel freer um help them socialize help them feel part of something Hmm. um and I, I think there's so much to that and having those, I think it's really important to, to, to be somewhere and, you know, for, for organisations to invest in these spaces to allow people to come yeah. and feel, feel part of something, feel able to talk about their mental health and to do something creative. Like I, I really, I'm a big advocate of art therapy. I think there's a lot, of, yes. a lot that that yeah. can do, especially with mental health. I, th- I think that's, it's really important and... I think it's that creativity and that community it has so much value. Interestingly, though, so you know that that creative aspect. Um, I remember someone saying to to me personally, um, or I, I I've never thought of myself as being a creative person because yeah. I saw I always defined creativity as being could I paint, and if yeah. I could paint, it was painting a picture that looked like the object I was looking at. Sure. And <clears throat> I even remember the, the picture. I drew a cereal box at, in art class from like, in like, a, in like when I was 12 or something and was told, you know, I need to put more effort in. And I was like, I just spent hours on that thing. I'm just not very good. Like, like and, and it, so it, it put me off. And that yeah. was, well, that's one of, another character I mean, yeah. flaw, if you like, or a character trait of mine is as soon as I'm put down about something, I, it, or historically, I'd just go, oh, I'm not very good at it. So I'd let it go. Sure. Yeah. And then I, but then you know, you f- flip forward um, twenty five years, um, and I remember my my boss saying, "Because you know, I've I've not met anyone. I don't remember mm. meeting anyone as creative as you are." And I was like, "Are you talking to me? I'm not creative at all." And then I was like, "Oh well, actually, with words and engaging yeah. in commu- in communication with people, and um, and with." Um, you know, word play in particular and humour, some would yeah. some might question that. <laughs> I'm actually pretty creative. Yeah, no, like, definitely. So, you know, that, and that does, this podcast is something I'm so proud of, you know, like, and I'm and so... This is th- very creative. It builds my confidence yeah. and it's hopefully helping others and, you know, so it's just, it's what's right for you. Yeah, it's like you said, it's yeah. trying different things. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, so there's... Um, 
You mentioned exercise. Yeah. So people could, you know, like I say, if you... People get nervous about necessarily, or can be nervous about joining a club. Yeah. But there are some things, you know, quite a lot of things you can do on your own. You can go swimming, like what you, like you said, you could go for a run or a walk or... Um, but you could join a club. There are yeah. like walking groups. There are running clubs. There are yeah, no, definitely. There's one of uh, one in particular that's really great. There's a um, an organisation called Mind Mates. Men- no, Mental Health Mates, and it's a it's across the country and it's running walks that are safe spaces to talk about mental health and really the focus is to, to oh, have wow. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's supposed to be for for groups to to come together whoever's struggling with mental health or positive mental health and wants to share yeah. you know, any good tips and that sounds great. it's a it's a safe space for discussing those issues um and it runs across the country it runs in Leeds um and it, I'm from, from Stoke and Trent it runs there um and that's I think there's so much merit to that that's great it's because because I agree like exercise is you know I, I do think exercise is positive but it is very daunting if, if you if you don't really like exercise if well, you've had negative another... experiences before um, so that's quite a nice segue into that really is being because more it, active. But it, it's another thing to think I'm rubbish at that. Yeah, that's the problem. Definitely, you, yeah. A lot of these things, you're you're essentially ex- exposing yourself to to like the possibility of thinking, oh, I've failed again. Yeah. And when definitely. you're in that kind of yeah. down state, that's really that can really get you down. But it, so it's about trying something, you know, baby steps, just moving yeah, exactly. gently towards exactly, something. and it can be really. I mean, I, I don't like going to the gym. I find that very daunting, being in a room full of other people yeah. and feeling like maybe you're being watched. And even though I'm sure that doesn't happen, it's it's that it's getting over that mental barrier. So like you said, you know, maybe going for a 15-minute walk after work or, or walking, maybe walking to work if, you, if, if that's possible rather than driving. And yeah. It's taking those steps to do something a little bit more and it will make you feel better and then it will give you the confidence to maybe try something else. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of this... There's a real basis to most, if not all, of what we're saying. And we kind of alluded to it at the very beginning, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that whole thing of self-care. Yeah. You know, it is about saying, oh, okay, I didn't realise yeah. I had any power over this. Yeah. I thought this was all happening to me. Yeah. And yes, it can really feel like that, and you can be overwhelmed. And like I say, it might be a very slow journey, um, but you... But it is the fact. The fact of the matter is that the most powerful person in your life that can change things is you. But I think it takes a lot to feel like you you deserve to take time for yourself. Yeah. I think it's taken me a long time to feel like it's okay for me to focus on myself for a bit. It's okay for me to do something that is actually um, not necessarily a selfish act, but it might feel selfish to be like this day's for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm not gonna. So I've re- in my new job. I've recently started. I it's four days a week, so I have Fridays, and my, obviously my partner works Fridays, so it's actually kind of my day. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot, a lot of the time that day is taken up with, um, you know, seeing see my family or or doing certain jobs. However, I've now said I want at least one Friday of this month to be actually just be about me and doing yeah. what I want to do. And you know, self care. It doesn't mean I'm gonna, I don't know, you know, do my, do my nails or something like that. It doesn't. I, but it could be maybe in, on that day there's a walk I want to do. You know, I've, I've recently gotten into hiking, so maybe I want to go and do Great. one of the peaks on my own. Yeah. So, but do you find it takes I ask a lot? You, to, yeah. Sure. Do you find during those days? Yeah. Is there any? Do you have any guilt? Yeah, uh, completely. Yeah, completely. I know. I, I think I because I because I would, um, if when I have days to myself, um, <clears throat> so I uh, I have two children that I have mm-hmm. like shared care. Of, so they live with me some of the time. Yeah. 
But like every other weekend, if the kids aren't with me, I always wake up early. So on a Saturday morning, I'll wake up yeah. at half five and I'll be like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I actually do? Yeah. And then, <clears throat> but it'll get to half past ten and I'll think, I'm wasting the day. Yeah, I'm wasting sure. it. I need yeah. to go and do something. And then I'll go and do something and I'll be like, oh God, this is, you know, am I allowed to do this? Yeah, and I spend, I spend the whole time questioning. No, you know. I think it takes a lot to feel confident in, in spending time on yourself. I think that's a really big thing. And I don't think I've perfected that whatsoever. Like when I have these days to myself, um, I'm constantly like, I should be, I should, what, I haven't, you know, there's jobs to do at home. Like that should be the focus, not me, you know, going on a walk or. But even, so even for people like me and you that think and talk about mental health all the time, yeah, every day. Who work in mental health and, <coughs> I advocate this to other people and then I just, struggle I like to thinking, practice myself. Oh my God, yeah, but I feel so bad. Like I should, yeah. it's that blooming word, should. I should be doing yeah. this. And it's like, well, no, there is no really should. You know, it's not that you should be doing that. It's a yeah. choice. And it's, um, <clears throat> but, I, but I think there's just such a kind of, it seems, it feels so backwards to be thinking, you know, so upside down to be, to be thinking that any time at all that you spend focusing on yeah. yourself is anything other than an amazing thing. Because you should be like, oh, there's that word should again. Yeah. But it's probably more appropriate to be thinking, hey, this is going to put me in a mm. better situation to be able to help others, to be able to do well, this, to that's be able to ex- do that. exactly it. When I'm, when I'm then being like, oh, I should be at home, I should be doing jobs, you know, to make, to make my, my partner's home nicer. I'm like, but I will be in a better state to be a loving, responsible partner if I'm feeling better. And that's what they, myself. I guarantee that's what they want to. Yeah, exactly. They want me to be exactly. feeling like that. Exactly. So, you know, <clears throat> I think it is about, that. you know, that's kind of about giving yourself permission, isn't it? To... It is, and it, and it takes a lot. I, it's not one day, you know, it's not after, you know, listening to this podcast, you'll be like, okay, now I give myself permission. It's a longer journey than that. Yeah. But hopefully this can be, a, you know, people can listen to this and feel confident that they do deserve that time. Well, Start the journey towards it. And I think that, I think, right, this this links quite nicely with what we mentioned earlier. I said I said about not going down the rabbit hole kind of thing mm-hmm. about um, about a specific thing, but around social isolation. But yeah. <clears throat> I find when I'm, if I have time on my own, and it's um, I, I didn't and I knew if I had time on my own and I know it's coming and I've yeah. planned something I can enjoy it if yeah. I've got time on my own and it's and it's it's happened to me like I'm like it's not through choice yeah I really struggle and then yeah. I, I can't even enjoy like watching telly or, you know I'm kind of like just feel uneasy and yeah. so for me even though it's I don't know like planning relaxation does that does that work no I, I find that definitely um I get really frustrated with myself with my free time if I if I feel like I've wasted it mm. um and I do I do have to plan it quite a lot but it depends like my mental health fluctuates quite a lot so sometimes the planning of it means I can then really enjoy the day yeah. whereas sometimes mm. the planning of it makes me feel more stressed so I think that's, I, I know I keep saying this, but it's so individual and it's individual to yourself. You, yeah. you are not in the same mental but state that's all why, of the time. That's why it's really key and it's really powerful for you to give a, such a personal perspective. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> similarly, I'll offer the same in that. So, you know, if I have a day, if I, if I do have a day to myself, like mm-hmm. this Saturday, for example, um, I've got the day to myself. I will... I was just going to say it. I'm sure there are people out there. I, there bloody better be people out there that do this. Please tweet me if if you do this too. Um, I will write a list. Yeah. It makes me. It's like a security blanket. No, I. Do I will write too. a list of what I'm going to do, and sometimes I 
I'm just going to say it. I'll even put the times. You know, I'll be I like, times. right, between 10 and 11, <laughs> I'm going to do it. No, that I That really do helps that as me. Well. It, but if that's what allows you to take that time to do do something, hopefully, that is self-caring and mm. good for your well-being, then if that's what it takes for you to do that, then that's fine. And this is the thing about individualism, because when I went to a therapist and I had, um, I was telling them about lists and things, and I actually, I emptied my pockets, I remember it really clearly, yeah. and I had a list of the lists I had in my pocket, <laughs> so I think I had four lists in my pocket, so then, but then I was like, then one of them was like a shopping list, and one yeah. of them was like, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but the stuff I had to do around work, and the other thing might have been clothes I needed to yeah. get for the kids, or whatever, and then I had a list of like, which shops I was going to go or which things I was going to go to to get those lists done so I showed this to the therapist and he went yeah we've got a problem here <laughs> like <laughs> and, but, he, but his actual solution I'm not suggesting he was wrong whatsoever but his thing was right what I'd like you to do is um, for a week try not having lists and that was the yeah. thing for him because and I was like well like you've just said mm -hmm. Martha like if it works for you yeah that's fine you know i've seen cards like greeting cards things that say there's nothing more satisfying than crossing off a list you know yeah and i yeah. agree with that like but it, the sentiment where he was coming from was a good one which was actually that he was saying the problem you've got if you've got a list is that if you don't complete everything on that list you feel bad so yeah. you're setting yourself up to fail yeah and i was saying yeah but if i don't write the list i'm gonna forget to do something and he mm -hmm. went are you yeah do you know that mm -hmm. or or will you and I went well I won't I won't maybe I won't forget everything I might forget the bananas yeah. you know or whatever on a shopping yeah. list and he was like so you forget the bananas so you go and get some more um tomorrow or yeah. you know whatever it is he, he was like you don't you don't have to um you don't have to think about that now it doesn't have to be something you do but you are setting yourself up to fail if you don't do all of those things sure. so yeah. I was kind of like okay so but I, but the, the key thing there for me of what you've said is actually that it is individual to people because for me, actually, I've got a list in my pocket now, yeah. you know, and for yeah. me, having the list does actually work. Yeah. So if it works for you, do it is my thing. Yeah, no, I think if, I think if anything helps you take some time for yourself and to really think about your health and well-being and do some self-care, I think if it gets you doing it, I think that's important. Hmm. And I think that from doing it, that will give you the confidence then maybe one day be like oh maybe i don't need the list maybe i maybe i yeah. feel okay enough to go and do today and see yeah. how it goes yeah yeah so i think I like that yeah i think that's so i do agree with that but i also think if anything at first helps you even start to broach yes looking after yourself and thinking about that that's going to be a positive yes completely make that first step so the the um the other thing is like um, I mean, we've had whole podcasts based around mm -hmm. this subject, so you know, don't want to go into it too in depth. But the food you eat, yeah, you know, it can't be understated. And I am a massive—I would be a massive hypocrite if yeah. I was saying to people, "Go and eat like this X Y Z," because I don't, and it's something that I really struggle with. Food yeah. is a real Achilles heel for yeah. me, um, and I do tend to get through the day by building, you know, by just topping up again with sugar or caffeine yeah. and then at the end of the day I go and just collapse yeah. you know um but there is something I, I did a podcast with um a lady called uh, Claire Smith um previously and, and she was talking about this kind of self-calibration yeah. I really like that expression of kind of you know actually maybe keep a diary or 
look at how you feel after you've eaten a certain meal. That's interesting, yeah. So, like, for breakfast, for example, yeah. and I'm making up the things, but say you go and have a full English, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then write down 20 minutes later how you're feeling, and you're yeah. thinking, I only got up an hour ago, but I feel like I need a nap. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. or you have a bowl of porridge with yeah. some blueberries in it and a little bit of honey or something. Um, you know, I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, like, I do that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but, 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 like, but maybe you then see how you yeah. feel, and maybe an hour later you think, yeah. Oh, actually, I just feel feel good. I feel yeah. strong or whatever. Um, similarly, with and I think particularly carb carbohydrates. You know, mm-hmm. if you have lots of carbs, you, you yeah. need at lunchtime. You need that. You feel like you need a nap in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Um, so, but whatever it is that you're eating, if it is that kind of, all right, well, I'll go and have a Mars bar, and then you get that spike, and then you yeah. get that dip. You know, and you're kind of real it's having the realization that you are making those choices yourself yeah definitely. no one else is making you do that and then if you are feeling in a certain way this is a cbt type mm-hmm. thing isn't it then your choices become yeah, different then definitely. your mood becomes different yeah. your behavior becomes different the way you talk to people yeah. becomes different and then there's this knock-on effect for all of that yeah. and that's all based on the fact you've had a big bowl of pasta and a mars yeah, bar and a can yeah. of coke yeah so you think oh okay yeah, but I like those things. Yeah. Uh, how do I, you know? So you, so it is about saying, well, but what's the, what's your, where's your priority? Yeah, definitely. I think I've had quite a complicated relationship with food. Obviously, I found it very stressful, and used to count calories a lot, and it, and it be more of a stressful thing than anything. Mm. Whereas now, I've kind of tried to flip that, and instead, I cooking is one of my favorite things to do and I find that that for me is self-care to mm. come home from a day and and put a lot of effort into making a curry or a, a, a big lasagna or something yeah, yeah so I've I've tried to make that into a more positive relationship and then I agree I think food in the day can really affect how you're feeling it can affect the speed at which you go it can affect you know it can affect your afternoon if you've had a really big lunch so yeah. um I try and more cost effective just bring with my, myself bring a sandwich maybe cereal bar some fruit and really try and stick to that for the day mm. um and then kind of then direct my energies into cooking a nice meal in the evening yeah evenings. I, I like that and the other thing the other thing is i think we're very we it's very easy to become quite to have quite a narrow focus when it comes to food so i know it's quite well documented that people generally have like mm. six or seven staple meals that they'll go to in a week yes yeah you know because <laughs> you've got like you've got your normal things that you'd have during the week yeah. and then of course you've got your pizza on a friday or your takeaway <laughs> whatever like you know and and whilst that takeaway may be from an indian takeaway and then a chinese the next week so foods from around the world yeah. <laughs> what i was going to say was you know if we try and i'm just making this up as i go along but you you know People around the world do things differently. Yeah. They eat things differently. Yeah, they eat definitely. at different times. Yeah. They sleep at different times. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and I don't know what the statistics say about who the happiest people are or yeah. whatever. But like, there is this thing around that. You know, there's a whole world out there of things you can try, and yet we are conditioned very much. You know, I'm not not saying everybody because there'll be yeah. people out there jumping up and down and throwing things at their or throwing their phones around. But mm. we're very much conditioned to have three meals. Yeah. You know, three pretty substantial meals yeah. rather than to have small meals during the day. Yeah. Um, we're also very conditioned that, you know, you have breakfast relatively soon after you get up. Yeah. Again, not everybody. And then at lunchtime, you'll have something quite often. And I think it was a French person was saying to me, you, you have crisps 
and a sandwich. <laughs> That's carbohydrates with carbohydrates. Yeah. And I was like, you're the crisps in the sandwich. Sometimes really I have a crisp sandwich. <laughs> like, you know, like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with having a cheese sandwich with frazzles, is there? Like, that just tastes good. It's a bit of crunch. Um, yeah. But like, um, but like, and then an evening meal, you know, when I was at school, we'd, I'd have it while I was watching Neighbours. So yeah. that was like five o'clock, isn't it? Half five or something. Whereas like in Spain, for example, they'd eat their evening meal at yeah. nine o'clock at night or something, but they'll have been mm-hmm. asleep for two hours in yeah. the afternoon. And you think, oh, hang on. So that might, this might not work for me, yes, the way we're definitely. doing this. Yeah. And again, I've got, a, without rambling too much, I've got a, a friend of mine who actually, she has grown up and she eats... She doesn't eat anything until 11 in the morning. And then she'll have what I'd refer to as lunch at about yeah. three. Yeah. And then eats later in the evening. And that's her pattern. And I'm like, how did that work at school? Like, yeah. how did that work? Yeah. At, how did that work? You know, you know, but so they may have been tweaked during those times, but it, it's, she seems quite happy. Yes. <laughs> so, but I, I suppose the thing is, and what you're saying is it's about ownership and self-care is the fact that you have the opportunity and the possibilities to change lots of different aspects definitely and I think I think it's a big form of self-care and health and well-being I think food's really important to that um I think I think there's a lot of merit in if you have the opportunity to pre-plan you know what your daytime meals are going to look like with snacks and make sure you've got the right kind of things to keep your energy up but not so that you'll crash yeah um so cereal bars nuts fruits that kind of thing yeah um and then I think dinner can can really be a big boost for health and well-being if you've got the opportunity and the means to cook and you know it can be inexpensive but putting some time and effort into making a meal I think can be really good for your own well-being and then I th- I always try to eat you know com- I think communal eating is really yeah, really important absolutely. and I think especially um me and, my, me and my partner used to actually work on the same campus, but now we work in different cities. And that's a really precious time for us to talk about our days yeah. and, and kind of spend some time together. So I think if you can, making the time for, for food and for dinner can be really, yeah. really conducive to your mental health really for the day. Really powerful things, aren't they? Really, really yeah. help, helpful things to do. So, you know, we, we've come to the end of the, of the, the, the show, um, but... What we're saying then really is that the key is that the you know the first step is the hardest one. Yeah. You know? Always, yeah. So try something. Try something that is um even if it's relatively easy, but then the next day try it a little bit harder and just yeah. you know, incremental steps. But then that possibility that it could be loads of different aspects of your life that you could be focusing yeah, on. Yeah, and looking at the aspects of your life that you think at the minute is easiest to fit it into, I think can be a great way into it. It's a really good it. way, really, really good tip. Look, Martha, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank Thanks. you for coming into the studio. Thanks for having me. Um, again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's wrap it up. So thank you guys out there for listening. Um, please follow me on Twitter at mentalcoms, that's M-E-N-T-A-L-C-O-N-V-S. And another episode of Mental Conversations will be coming to you pretty soon. Thanks.